what is going to make this a successful football season for our Michigan State Spartans? And also, hey, what three games are we most excited for? And what three games are we dreading the most? Oh, yeah. Another fun episode with Connor Muldowney. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My goodness gracious, you are all back, the wonderful listeners and viewers of Locked On Spartans. Hope you're all having a great day, and thank you so much for starting your day with us at the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I tweeted out on Tuesday to Mel Tucker. He's the head coach of Michigan State. Hey, would you like to come on for 25 minutes and talk football? If not, if you don't answer, that's fine. I'll just come crawling back to Connor Muldowney. That said, Connor, how you doing, man? You're you're not Mel Tucker. Uh, you're just you're just Connor again. So how you doing? You doing okay? Yeah, yeah. Mel Mel actually DM'd me and asked me if he could come on my show. <laughs> Son of a. Mm. Well, so, there you go. Yeah, I, 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 figured. <laughs> I, I mean, you're, you're doing fantastic work. So I I would not doubt that he would join your show. Let's just let's just hawk what you're doing right now, man, because you are just as if you couldn't be writing enough content about Michigan State for SpartanAvenue.com. Dude, SpartanShadows.com. You got a new podcast in the work. Go, go shill what you're doing, man. Uh, so I'm I'm at Spartan Avenue. Been there forever. But um, new new uh, college sports blog network by uh, Ant Wright called the Full Ride Network. Launched SpartanShadows.com. Look at that. And uh, that's, that's kind of my new baby right now. And then eventually when I get everything settled and get my microphone situation figured out, podcasts are kind of pain you know to try to figure out i will be we'll be doing a podcast with uh eric snow so that'll be fun look at you just flexing on all of us right now and also i just want to point out too for the podcast listeners obviously the people on youtube are noticing this right now but we're we're no monkey business on this show right now both of us wearing collared shirts both of us wearing backwards hats this is the attire that we wear for job interviews weddings funerals you are getting our sunday's best right now we are wearing the Connor and Matt version of a tuxedo right now. So buckle in for anywhere between 25 to 45 minutes of greatness right here um, on the show. But before that, hey, just uh, want to ask everyone politely to please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Only if it makes you happy, though. You know, we're, we're here for you guys. Uh, if you don't feel like doing any of that, go, go live your best life. Uh, but just strap in for some conversation right here. And Connor, let's kick off the conversation, starting with a piece that you had for spartanshadows.com how about that and it's a conversation we really haven't had much this offseason but holy smokes as we are less than 25 days away from kickoff it's a conversation worth having and the headline of the article quite simply put is what's going to make this a successful season for michigan state or more eloquently written by you what could be considered a successful 2022 season for michigan state football and i'm just going to ask you the question right here is it a record that we're looking for, or is it just what we see on the field right there? Take it away, Mr. Muldowney. Um, well, you know everybody loves the results. So the record sure. the record is important. So you you could go like seven and five and have like the best offensive season in school history, but nobody cares. Yeah. Which I can agree with. I wouldn't I wouldn't really care. Um, but I think 
you know, following up an 11 win season, Mel Tucker set the bar so, so stupidly, incredibly high. It's up there. <laughs> that, like, our, our expectations going into the season are probably a little too high for year three of what should have been a massive rebuild. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, when, when I think of how do you follow up a New Year's Six season, you lose the arguably the best running back your school has ever had, um, but you bring back a lot of core pieces. I think that you have to expect, like, nine-plus wins. Like, you have to. You have to. And, like, I'd be okay with eight. I'd be okay with eight and four. Like, I would be okay with that. But it's it's gonna get forget it's gonna be a forgotten season. If it's eight and four, people are gonna be like, eh. If it's nine and three, it's like, okay. And then if, if they win the tenth game in a bowl game, like it feels like 2017 again. Yeah, no, right on. And like honestly, I could talk myself into circles about it because look, like an eight and four season, and it, it depends who you beat, how you looked in those games, all that good stuff. But an eight and four season <sighs> That that could still be considered on schedule. Like, yeah, you really had a high spike there with that eleven win season. But look, that that was in year two of still a major roster overhaul that we still saw a little bit this season. He went to the transfer portal, did it again. But man, like eight and four, and I know no one wants to hear it right now. I mean, especially Michigan State fans that are you know rocking their Peach Bowl T-shirts, you know, off eleven wins. Like, I, I and listen, I'm sure in the moment that I won't be too jazzed about eight and four, considering they just came off eleven wins, but compared to where they were when Mel Tucker took over, like if you said year three, you're going to be eight and four, you're going to have a recruiting class in the top 20, like that, that that's digestible, I think, right? I mean, isn't it also too what happens off the field, like if recruiting is still in the top 20? Like I hate to already talk about that, but that is a major focus of what Mel is here to do, especially in his first three years at Michigan State. So I am I, am I talking like a coward already? I don't think I am. I think this is reasonable, which is very like rare for me to, to do. Like, it's just have a rational conversation. But, like, I feel like that's fair. Or maybe it's you're, not. Maybe I'm you're too trying sure. to be reasonable with a, with a fan base that, you know, if Tom Izzo doesn't make a Final Four every year, it's, like, yeah, the guilty. worst possible season. <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm guilty of that, too. Like, the past two seasons have felt like – I mean, it almost feels like we didn't make the tournament kind of, like, disappointing. Yeah, really. Yeah, you're right. But that's the kind of fan base we are. Like, we expect – like. If we're presented success, we expect more success. Like we don't like, but that's kind of what winning programs are built on. Like Alabama doesn't consider, you know, a 10 and two season successful because they've set the bar so high and we probably set it a little too high too soon, which is not probably the most fair thing, but I think that it'll all even out itself out in the end. If Tucker is who we think he actually is. So yeah, I don't think he, it's unreasonable what you're expecting. He did it to himself too. These are self-inflicted <laughs> wounds on Mel Tucker for you know what? Winning eleven games last year, that that, that was bad on his part. He should have won yeah. a calculated eight and four just to tamper yeah. expectations. But no, okay, so here let, let me pose this question because this is a different question than what makes a successful season. What's gonna make you happy this season? When you look back, it's January, uh, we'll call it 20th you know season's all said and done dust is settled when you look back what's going to put a smile on the face of Connor Muldowney um I think you got to win you got to at least split the the games against um not split win win two out of three of Ohio State Michigan Penn State okay actually even like even add in Wisconsin there maybe split those games sure if you split those 
I think you're in good shape for a 10 and two a year. That's if you don't have like a slip up at Maryland or like yeah at Washington. Like think the games that like they probably should win handily. There's a few on the schedule that I'm like, man, that that screams Purdue. That like that that is like Purdue 2022 version, and yeah. it makes me nervous. But I think to make me happy, like 10, 10 regular season wins would make me happy, and then like an 11th win in a bowl game would make me more than happy. Like I would be ecstatic. Okay. I like that because I'm at, I'm at 10 wins, even with bowl game included. So, and mm-hmm. listen, I, I could be maybe talked into nine and four. If you win, you know, two of the Penn state, Ohio state, Michigan gauntlet. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it, but I get, maybe I'm just tampering expectations um, just to soften the blow for myself personally. Now, now I'm just taking uh, an inside look at my own brain right now. I'm just doing, <laughs> self-therapy but like no I think it's gonna have to be 10 wins like 10 and 3 for me to be happy to say like good job that was another great season let's go do it again in 2023 so and I don't I don't think that's necessarily unfair I mean double digit wins at the end of the day is very hard to get in college football especially especially when you're playing in the Big Ten East and you actually have a legitimate non-conference schedule and you know what I mean by that is that you're actually playing a power five team and you're doing it on the road I yeah, I understand the Broncos aren't, you know, the Crimson Tide, and I understand that, you know, the Akron Zips aren't necessarily, uh, you know, the Clemson Tigers, but, hey, I mean, you're going on the road to Washington, and that's a lot more than a lot of Power 5 teams in your own conference are already in your doing. State. Uh, okay. Oh, you don't say? I really? Was, I don't know. I wasn't right. <laughs> so my thing is, I think, I mean, like, I don't even think this is a hot take. I think this is a pretty widely agreed upon statement, but, this year's team is is more, way more talented than last year's right. team. Like, like, there's so much more depth at the positions. Like, mm-hmm. you can look even at the defensive backfield. Like, the defensive backfield last year was we, – we kind of expected it to be good because we had, like, a transfer from Alabama and a transfer from Florida. And we are just like, oh, we're, we're, we're an SEC team now. <laughs> right. But, <laughs> yep. but we – like, everybody was, like, kind of a letdown except for Xavier Henderson and Charles Brantley – and Brantley only played half the year and Henderson was right. like doing everything on his own. But I think this year, like they added depth to the, to the defensive backfield, the incoming freshmen in the defensive backfield are all, all three of them that like, I like, I like Coley. I like Mangum and I like um, Tatum. I think all three of those guys could like push for playing time. Like they honestly could. Times. Yeah. And like the linebackers, arguably top two or three in the big 10 defensive line. Top two or three in the Big Ten. Like, the defense is going to improve. Like, there's zero doubt about that. And the offense, I don't see a drop-off. I don't – I mean, I'm a Jarek Broussard, oh. like, believer. You're on the train? You're, you're the conductor on the Jarek I'm, uh, leading, I'm train. leading the train. I'm leading it. Like, I I am, like, under the impression – this is probably so diluted. But I'm okay, under the go. impression that, that Jarek Broussard is just Kenneth Walker 2.0. Um, you know what? I'm, we're ending this segment on that note right there. Forget everything that I just said in the last 10 minutes. For that to be a successful season, 11 wins is is the basement of, of what I need right now after hearing all that. And honestly, I'm just going to make a quick snippet right here. What we're hearing out of camp about these linebackers, especially Jacoby Winman and Aaron Brule, like, wow. Like, listen, we were all excited going into the offseason, but like hearing the chatter, you know, inside the football building, whether it be off the record whispers that we're hearing or, you know, just guys in front of the media, right, saying it, like, there's some nice things to be heard about Jacoby Winman and Aaron Brule. And that's not even keeping in mind the guys returning to the linebacker room. So I just had to shout those guys out right there before Connor. 
I start talking about Built Bar. That's right. Connor, whenever you're on this show, I always fumble my way through ad reads. So you're going to stay on camera for this one to be my chaperone. Connor, I, I'm sure I've talked your ear off about Built Bar many a times. We're talking about Built Bars, the Built Puffs. They got Built Granola Bars. They got Built Everything. What's your favorite like candy flavor, candy bar flavor, if, if you will, Connor? Cookies and cream. Cookies and cream? Well, Connor, you're in luck, you son of a gun, because they got cookies and cream Built Bars. They absolutely, positively slap. Everything in the Built lineup tastes better than a candy bar. They want us to say on the ad read, hey, say it tastes just like a candy bar. No, because I'd be lying to you if I read that. It's better than a candy bar, especially the Built Puffs. I had a Built Puff birthday cake flavor the other day. Connor, Connor, I almost started crying. That's how good it tastes. It is amazing. And also, it will have your wallet saying thank you, too. Not just your body, you know, given all the protein, the low carbs, the low sugar. Not just your taste buds giving you the amazing taste. But, Connor, are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? They're going to give your wallet something to smile about as well. Because when you go to Built.com, Hey, what are you laughing for? This is serious business, Connor. When you go to built.com, you're going to smash in promo code LOCKED15, and that's going to save you 15% off of your order of all the built products. Stock up for the season. When you stumble into the stadium after a tailgate, power yourself up with a built bar. That's going to get you through all four quarters of Spartan football. And when you do it on built.com with promo code LOCKED15, you're going to save 15% off at built.com. Let's go. You gotta and stop talking me at three in the morning about Bill Bar. You gotta, you um, gotta stop. I care about you, Connor. And I, you know, as I stare up at the ceiling at three in the morning, and I'm like going through all the problems and, and issues that you know any of us could be having. The top of my list is like, uh, Connor needs nourishment right now. He needs to get on Bill.com and smash in promo code Lock15. Uh, so, with that said, Connor, um, we have two topics for the rest of the show. We have games we are looking forward to the most. And we have games that we are dreading the most. You know what? I, you're you're the guest here. What do you, what do you want to do first? Do you want to do games you're looking forward to the most or games you're dreading let's, the most? Let's get the bad one out of the way. Let's do dreading. Okay. All right. Let me pull through a different graphic then. Three games we are dreading the most. I like that because we can end this show sending people off on a high note. Because right now, Connor, uh, we're each going to give three games that we are each dreading the most for the 2022 Michigan State football season. Um, we'll start at three. And then we'll work our way up to one. Do okay. you have them written down in front of you, or would you like me to dance first uh, coming up? I mean, I, I was just going to do it off the top of my head because I'm built, wow. built very different. Built hella different. Look at you, man. Um, so I, I have the attention span of a goldfish, so I have to write everything down that I do. I have to set a reminder just to wake up in the morning. Um, so with that said, I will kick the party off. Number three, game I'm dreading the most. It's the Ohio State game. I, I mean, look, I don't know how we can just look at last year. It, what was the score at halftime? 89-0. to zero. And wow. just, listen, it, it's great. It's going to be a home game. I'm sure campus will be buzzing. It's going to be a fun time. But also, like, I remember last year. <laughs> so, with that said, like, I, I'm not necessarily jazzed about that game. So, that's why it makes my top three of games that I'm dreading the most. Do you have the Buckeyes on your top three, or are you? They would be number one. one. They would be number, number one. one. Okay. Okay. Yeah, All right. I've, there's no game on the schedule that I dread more than Ohio State. Okay, that's Easily. fair. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. I, I'll just I'll just read off number two then, right here, because I got two games that I'm even dreading more. So, number two, and listeners or viewers of this pod have maybe heard me talk about this game before, but it is the week after a emotional, passionate game against the Michigan Wolverines. It is in Champaign, Illinois. 
We don't know the kickoff time for this game yet, but if there's ever been a game that screams 11 a.m. Central Time on ESPN2, it is Spartans versus Illini. Coming down from that emotional game the week prior against a Illinois team that really, honestly, like who, who knows anything about these guys? They could snap up and bite you. It's going to be a flaccid atmosphere. It is going to be lifeless. There will be 45 people in attendance. How can Michigan State get up for that game? Can Illinois possibly see them in their sights? Like, oh, yeah, there's blood in the water. These guys are not focused for this game. So number two game that I'm dreading is that Saturday noon game, probably uh, against the fighting Brett Bielmas of Illinois. Can you can you soothe me for this game, or are you in the same boat that I'm in of just agony and despair for Spartans, Illini, first week in November? I mean, it's Illinois. I mean, I guess that's the only like I know. thing I could do. It's it's Illinois. I do know how ridiculous this sounds. I know. And Champagne is not. I mean, last time I went to a, I went to Champagne for a game a few years ago, or like a long time ago, more than a few years ago. But I mean, the atmosphere is not great. So like, okay. the home, there's not really much of a home field atmosphere. It it's it's like a glorified uh, Northwestern trip. There are a lot of state. Oh, people. Okay. Illinois, Illinois has a lot of Michigan State people. Okay, gotcha. Well, so it depends on how good they are. If they're bad, it's going to be state state fans. If they're like, if they have a winning record with the potential to make a bowl, it might be tough. So I, I'm under the. I, I think this. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It, it'll be November, so like ideally they'll be like three and five by then. You have to think that they're going to not have the greatest of attitude and their non-conference too. Like, look, that they have Wyoming, that that's a spicy game, uh, Virginia and then Chattanooga. Like they could lose to Virginia very easily. So yeah. you're not getting a lot of easy wins there in the non-conference if you're Illinois. They, they could be going into that game with just two or three wins. So hopefully the fan base is already looking forward to basketball season. So yeah, hopefully instead of 45 fans, maybe it's just a smooth 38 fans in, in the crowd there, but still it's just like, very where do you get the energy from? I know. It, oh, it's it's uh, it's a limp atmosphere out there, Connor. If I could just you know paint that picture like that, if you will. Sorry if you guys have kids in the car and you have to explain what those words mean. But listen, I, that's that's just the best I could do here. I, that's that's as good as it gets. Um, Connor, I'm just going to name my number one dreadful game, and then we can go through your three um, after because I, I just need to talk myself off the ledge here of Michigan State going down to College Park. To play the Fighting Turtles of Maryland. Um, listen, I'm going to sound like a broken record or a broken record player, whatever the analogy is. I don't know. I, I, have, I have people correct me on that all the time. Regardless, I'm deflecting because I don't want to talk about this game, but here I go. Maryland is an awesome team to play in November when they are mentally checked out of the season. W- mm-hmm. Without fail, you can always count on Maryland to stop caring in November. We get Maryland very early in the season when they're still trying, when they still believe in themselves. And they have reason to believe in themselves this year because that offense is a good offense. Last year, the game I was dreading the most was the Western Kentucky game because what an offense that those, those Hilltoppers had. When Michigan State went into halftime with 42 points, I was celebrating. I was celebrating that like I celebrated the final touchdown against Penn State last year. I, 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 I hated that game. For everything, but it was a race to first to get 40, you know, and this is going to be the same thing. I think first team to get 40, but it's on the road. Maryland's still going to believe in themselves. And like, I I just, I I'm going to hate every minute of that game this year. That's, that's what I got. So 
That's my number. You have a rational one. Your, your number one is Ohio State, the Buckeyes. Mine is just the Terrapins down in Maryland. So that's that's fair though. Maryland is like that that dude in fantasy football who like tries so hard for the <laughs> first, first few weeks, and then when he starts losing games, he just like doesn't check his lineup anymore. That's all for that. Yeah, yeah. Wow, it's Maryland. But like that's, that's right. Like that, that's still in their trying phase. Like he's still leaning forward, like playing video games at the screen. But I know, I know. Yeah, your schedule. I'm I'm trying to pull your schedule right now. If uh, my internet would cooperate, it's uh, gonna be a crisp four and I bet you. I know it's it's not gonna look good. Now, now with that said, they are coming off of a road game at Michigan, so like we, we do oh, have okay. that for us. But before that, they play Buffalo. Okay, they could win that. For some reason, they're playing at Charlotte. I, I don't know how that arrangement got made, but okay, go. go Good for you. And then SMU. So, like, they could be going into that game either three and one. SMU, or, though. I know. Spicy. So, like, I, we need SMU. God, I'm going to be watching that Maryland SMU game like a passionate Mustangs fan because I know that they could put a bullet in their morale immediately in week one. And, like, that would just bring a Cheshire cat smile to my face. Um, yeah. So, go Mustangs. Is uh, three games that you're dreading the most? What? Obviously, Ohio State number one. Who's, who's two and three for you? Um, that's tough. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, would have to, I would have to say three is probably Washington just because like, okay. wow. just, just because like if we lose to Washington right there, like my, my confidence is just gone. Like I'm just, yeah. Like, yeah. well, not only will we hear it from Michigan, it's like, Oh, you can't even beat Washington. Dude. Like that, yeah. that yeah. whole thing is, is a whole yeah. different, beast. but like Washington is just first year of a new coach. Yep. Not, but but Michael Penix. I know. There. Like, Sam like Hewer, he's about tonight. I know. I know. Um, so I'd they say Washington is, is probably third, just because like they're so they're so poo poo, but like they they're gonna like put up a crazy fight. I just have a feeling. And it's on the road. The last time we had a road game, like in the Pacific Time Zone, the Arizona State game, or maybe that was Mountain Time Zone. Regardless, west of the Mississippi. I, didn't go well, so I think that sticks with a lot of MSU fans too. Is that like that Arizona State game went horrible? Granted, yeah. it's it, about thirty degrees hotter there than it will be in Seattle, but like I think we all have like ghosts from that game that we're all worried about going out west for a true road game. Arizona State's just dead to me in general. Like everything about that fair. school, is fair. like fair. That's fair. <laughs> Tough but fair. And in order to not say any of the same ones as you, okay. I would say I would like agree with you on either Illinois or Maryland. Like both of those, I'm not looking forward to either of those. Let me put that out there. Like those would be top five. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna go with. I mean, I'm just dreading like the lead up to the Michigan game. That's not okay. even like Michigan game. I'm not no, no. That's I'm not counting the Michigan game. Like obviously, I'm looking forward to that game. But I, the whole like this off season is just like my brain. Both is- teams have have a bye week too before that. This is gonna be two oh weeks. Of nonsense on 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 the internet, uh, so get ready for that, everyone. That's going to be, uh, and I will be participating. I'm going to be part of the problem. Yes. Make no mistake there, but <laughs> yeah, like that's. I don't have that on my most dreadful games or my most exciting games. Like that's not the top three for both of them because what? Like, look, I, like yeah, honestly, I'm, I'm I'm just, the pit, my stomach is just like it's yeah, it, it's like of the calendar year. Like that is the 365th best day of the year for me. Like I, I become the worst version of myself. I hate who I am. I feel physically ill the entire day. So like, yeah, it's a fun game and everything like that. But like, I, I I'm a physically ill person to, <laughs> that entire 24 hours. So that's no, fair. I'm not. I yeah. Like I mean, if you're a healthy individual, like a sane adult, like, yeah, that's probably in everyone's top three, but like, I'm not, so that's not in my top three. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Wisconsin at number two. 
I'm gonna go Wisconsin okay. too. Just because like as much as I can't stomach like a Michigan game day, like just the whole thought of that, like I'm already anxious about it. Like I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Can we move on from that? Yeah. Wisconsin game <laughs> just talking to myself. The Wisconsin game, like I can't even stomach like a like a ten to seven, like just ugly like Wisconsin type of game where like we sure. don't even know if we're gonna score again. Like sure. kind, of, sure. kind of like how Indiana the Indiana game felt last year was like oh. like what's a touchdown? Like I know we scored like 50 the week before, but what are we doing? Like how do we yeah. do this? What what like the whole thing? We're gonna need some like miracle Peyton Thorne reverse pass catch from Malik Carr to win the game or some garbage like that. And I I'm not prepared for it because Wisconsin always has our number for some reason. But that's the game. Like Wisconsin's not as good as MSU, in my opinion, my my unbiased opinion. But that but. game is just like the, I could just see it going the way that the one in 2016 went, where we lose that one, and then like the season just goes, you know. Let's change the tone here. <laughs> Now that we've got everyone in a horrendous mood about five or six different games on the calendar, let's do the three games we're looking forward to the most. Let's try to send everyone out for the rest of this day on Thursday or Friday or Saturday, whatever day they're listening to this podcast on a high note. Connor, do you want to dance first and bang out the first three games or the top three games, I should say, that you're looking forward to the most for the 2022 Michigan State football season? All right, let's go. Let's go. Three would be Rutgers. Because okay. I feel like Rutgers wow. is always like a morale booster. Like usually, I like State, that. I like that. Yeah. When Steve is good, like Rutgers, we could be coming off, you know, like potentially four or five straight losses. Wait, no, 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 no. The negativity was last segment, Connor. Nope, nope, nope. We're, we're we talking positive now. We, we could be coming off a loss within the past month. There we and, go. Thank you. Yep. And Rutgers is just sitting there, like waiting for us to just like. <laughs> Give him, give him a good old like whooping, and uh, I don't know. It's just just something about like a November Rutgers game just like really gets me like at home. Yeah, yeah, all at home. It's just like it's like thank you, like whoever scheduled this, like thank you. We'll get you next time. Rutgers is uh, you know they're always on the schedule and always on time. Like it is a except you know that one COVID year, but hey, you know what? We had to lose that game to really know where this program was at. Exactly. That was a calculated loss by Mel Tucker back then. Yeah, that, that was a loss. Yeah. Let me like, show you the fan base how bad this team truly is and how much I really need to overhaul this roster so no one questions me when I go backstroking in the transfer portal the next two seasons. So, yeah, that's a calculated loss on Mel's part. God, can, what a genius. Look at him can go. anyone name a Rutgers quarterback from the past, like, 10 years? Like, I couldn't – like, G- Giovanni Rossigno or – I honestly don't yeah, – I'll no take it. Yeah, yeah like – sure. Like, do they have a quarterback this year? I don't know. Like, I have no idea. Uh, Noah Vedral back for his 14th year. I don't know. That's all I got. He, yeah. is, he, is he still there? I don't know. I, don't think, I think they have, like, a four-star a four star quarterback coming in. Ga- Gavin Wim- Wimsett? Wimsett? Either way, like, their quarterback for it. has never been good. Sure, sure. Yeah. Number two <laughs> game that you're looking forward to the most. Rutgers at three. Good for the Scarlet Knights to get on the board. Yeah. That's good on them. Nice. Um, number two, I feel like this is going to sound weird. This okay. might sound weird. You're going to think I'm weird. I'm going to go at Penn state because I feel wow. like, I feel like a season ending Penn state game, like, especially if we're having a good year is almost like 
we're playing with house money at that point. That's true. I like that. If we win, if we went on the road at Penn State, I mean, we could be playing for a Big Ten title. We could be playing yep. for a New Year's Six ball. Like, I feel like Penn State is such a like a, a good matchup for Michigan State every year. Yeah, I feel like there's never there's been like one or two years where it's just been like totally mismatched in Penn State's favor, and I don't think that'll happen this year. And I think, I think that'll be a like a statement game possibly. And I'm looking looking forward to that one. You talked me into it that quickly, yeah, because it'll be like last year. You know, you're fighting for you know that tenth win, that that illustrious New Year's Six Bowl yep. bid, essentially, which is what it was last year. So, I, Connor, without further ado, give me that number one game you're looking forward to the most. Let's go. Oh man, I've like I've like trashed eight other games on the schedule, so I kind of have like a limited. Is it number. Akron? Is it the Akron Joe Moorhead and the Akron Zips? Is that, nope, is that that'll your be- number one? That'll be a heck of a but but like going into the fourth quarter it'll probably be like seventeen to ten and all. Oh yeah, no, yeah, without fail. Yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, I would say Western just because I'm not I'm not going to say Western. I'm not going to say Western. I don't hate that though. Yeah. Not, okay. But like I am looking forward to it just because it's the first game of the year and I want mm-hmm. I want football back. I'm gonna yeah. go. I'm gonna throw you a curveball here. Throwing you a curveball here. I'm gonna go Minnesota. Oh, I like. I don't that need, these rankings. They might not be in order. Like, don't take the number one. Like, th- just forget the numbers here. Minnesota, mm-hmm. because, like, let's say we start three and zero. We beat a bad Washington team. I think is a bad Washington team. Say we're three and zero. That's like Minnesota might be ranked. Like, that might be our first true like test. We'll we'll finally figure out. Like, it's kind of like the Miami game last year. We knew how good we were after the Miami game, and yep. I think that's what the Minnesota game is going to be. If we beat them. Handily, I think that we're we're good to go. I like that. It, it's a litmus test to see how Michigan State's going to be at home. It's going to be an electric atmosphere because Minnesota could very well be unbeaten in that game as well. Conference opener, like yeah, especially if you're going to be at Spartan Stadium. Even if you're not, like the vibes are still going to be great. But yeah, on East Lansing soil, like that's going to be an electric game, and it's obviously a game Michigan State can win too. I'm not going to etch it in stone that like yeah, automatic victory coming week four, but like no, it's going to be. Good vibes all around. So now I, I love that for number one. Um, really quick, I'll go through my three. So number three on my most dreaded list uh, was Ohio State. So number three for games I'm most excited for is the Ohio State game also uh, because it's going to be it's just – I talked about the atmosphere for the Minnesota game just now. It, it, campus is going to be buzzing, buzzing mm-hmm. for that game against the Buckeyes. And look, I, I'm in off-season delusion mode. I, I can be talked into that Michigan State can be a spicy underdog in that game because, look, that's week five. That's Ohio State's first road game of the season. I don't know how it's even possible or federally legal for a college football team to have their first road game in October. Like, that, that is banana land, first of all. So, like, Maybe Ohio State is off kilter. Maybe they're going to be shook by the raucous atmosphere that Spartan Stadium has to offer. So, yeah, um, I'm dreading that game because of the scars from last year, but also, like, wow, campus is going to be fun. And if it's a good game, like, Connor, (laughs) that could be one for the ages. Uh, Number two, I'm actually going to steal off your tread. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Surely Ohio State's not the only Big Ten East team to not have a road game throughout the first month of the season. Correct. No, they got to be the only team, especially in the Big Ten East, to have eight home games too. That's, I, yeah, I don't think we even need to research that whatsoever. That's canon. It's impossible. Yeah. Almost 
Certainly to have eight home games. That's yeah. Well, at least if you're going to have eight home games, you know, you're, you're going to have good teams come in like, you know, Notre Dame. If you're going to have eight home games and just have Mickey Mouse teams, like what's that really saying about uh, you as an athletic department? And then also too, you as a person for even rooting for that team, let's just get on the right side of history there. First and foremost, if you think I'm being too dramatic, <laughs> I don't think I'm being dramatic enough. If you ask me, um, number two <laughs> game I'm most excited for is, uh, I'm gonna steal. I'm gonna steal off your dreaded list. I'm kind of excited for this Washington game, you know. And I'm not. I know. I see the look on your face, and I understand it. Listen, I, I could be talked into it being dreadful or excitement, but right now, as we're sitting here in the middle of August, I'm excited for this game. I'm not even going to the game. I can. I can only imagine how thrilling this must be for all the traveling Spartans or like the West Coast Spartans to have a close game. Like that's got. What an atmosphere that is going to be. Like that's going to be so cool and awesome. But ABC primetime slot this is a great litmus test to see what we have in store for the rest of the year against look look i don't think washington's all that good either but you know new head coach they do have michael Penix or their other five-star quarterback sam heward if i'm ever seeing his name right so yeah and it is a road game so it is a good test so i am looking forward to that also, I, I will be uh, camping that weekend, and I will be about 40,000 beers deep. So, like, I'm going to be in a great mood regardless until it's 16 to 3 going into halftime in Seattle. But hey, regardless, I'm just excited for that night. That'll be a really fun night. I think so, you talked yourself into dreading it a little bit at the end there. I don't – I'm going to deflect off that. I'm going to act like I didn't say that, and I'm just going to move on to number one right now because, yeah, I'm just going to um, just sweep that aside uh, because – you might not be wrong. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm looking forward to it. Week three, that's going to be a fun time. Yeah. 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 7 o'clock, ABC, primetime game. All eyes on the Spartans. It's going to be beautiful. 30,000 uh, feet deep. Oh. It's going to be sensational. Yeah. Just, oh, same to me. Yeah, Let's go. Let's awesome, by the way, what a, what a crime that is. I know. What are you going to do, though? What are you going to do? Number one, actually, here's what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to steal off your dreaded list, I think, for my number one game. I'm thrilled for the Wisconsin game at home. I am. I think that they're a great fan base. And listen, if you're not a Wisconsin fan, you might as well just turn this off right now because I'm going to wax poetically. I've never had a bad run with Wisconsin fans. I think that they are our brethren in the Big Ten West. I feel like that we are cousins with one another as far as vibes go, as far as you know, tradition goes, all that good stuff. But also, like, this will be the week after Ohio State. This could be a good spot for either, A, a bounce-back win, but if we're going to keep the positive vibes, keeping the momentum going from last week. East Lansing is going to be electric back-to-back weekends. Ohio State, Wisconsin, back-to-back. And also, too, that's going to be a great spot for potentially, like, a top-25 matchup. So I think that's going to be a really fun game. Michigan State did pretty well. In, in their crossover matchups, you know, I, I think it's a fair shake. You got Minnesota, okay, it's doable. And then you also got Wisconsin, okay? You, you, you take that. Oh, and, of course, Illinois. Sorry. But, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a fun game. So that's, that's where I'm just going to leave it at right there. Sorry, I, but Wisconsin is probably the number one game I'm looking forward to the most, Connor. You're a, you're a better better man than me, I guess. Oh, is I, that I, all I, it takes? <laughs> wow. <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> Fan. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yes, that is that is actually the requirement. You just have to look forward to the Wisconsin game. But Sweet. you you're dreading the Illinois game, so that makes you a worse man than me. Yeah, I'm a weird guy. I'm just yeah, it's 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 a weird brain in between these ears. Um, so yeah, I don't. I, don't, I, I hope that made sense to at least some people listening. I'm sure a lot of people sided with you more <laughs> than they did with me. Wow. But uh, that's why we that's why we drag you here when Mel Tucker's not available on this podcast, Connor. So uh, I have a guest segment for you. 
You weren't prepared for this. This is kind of like a fun one. I just thought of it yesterday after I was looking at some mind-numbing tweets. I want you to name your three most disliked non-Michigan fan bases. Oh, wow. Off the top of the head? Off the top of the head. Oh, boy. Like, Or delusional or just like, you know, like. No, I'm going to go dislike because delusion, like, look, I think Nebraska is a little delusional, but like, I do like them, you know, like something happened last three years where like, I've really turned on them. Like I do like their passion and like the people I've talked to, some of them are very reasonable people, but by and large, like, do they all think it's like 1982 still? Yes. But like, they're nice about it. I don't know. So I'm going to have to go with, and I'm going to pull some basketball in here too. Like I'm really not thrilled with Illinois fans ever. Um, so Illinois makes the list. Uh, Tennessee has been feeling themselves way too much lately for no good reason. Yeah. So like, and it's it's not like Nebraska where like they're delusional, but like you know hey, they're they're like friendly about it. like no they're they think they have a Final Four banner somewhere in that gym where they have zero, and they think that they've won more than nine games any time in the last eighteen years. Like I swear to God, you, you would have thought Peyton Manning played for that school four years ago when he talked to a Volunteer fan. So Tennessee squarely makes the top of the list they might be number one oddly yeah. enough oh, um yeah. and uh number three i i don't know give me purdue fans i guess just because basketball that's it so illinois tennessee purdue how about that for a murderer's row of uh, fan bases i don't like subject to change you know i, I could change I that, like that opinion I like that. oh colorado too you, you you get on the board too I don't weirdos over there yeah yeah, oh, yeah. i gotta Tennessee go i gotta go pit 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 fans are so unbelievably like they need a reality check. All right, like please. Like it's, <laughs> it's actually it's actually unbelievable how much trash they talk to a team that that beat them like less than less than like eight months. Ago. I don't even know what day it is. I don't know. Less than nine months ago. Yeah, we'll call it nine. Yeah. So like because they kept the game close, they are be- they are a better program. They are more yep. relevant. Uh, their yep. basketball program is also relevant, even though oh, I couldn't name you one single pit basketball player over the past decade. Couldn't name you one. Not one. Have they made the tournament? I have no idea. I got nothing for you. Cassius Never. Winston almost went there, apparently. So that's there. That's the Did only pit basketball player I can name. Say what? Did you hear that he got into Harvard too? Cassius Winston? Yeah, there's. I mean, better, I, they never talk about that. Wow. Fun fact. Fun little huh. known fact. Yeah. I'm gonna tell some people that. Huh. That's yeah. cool. All right. Nice. <laughs> But I would agree. I would agree with like the Purdue and or Illinois. Yeah, and or is fair. Yeah, Purdue basketball fans are awful. Illinois basketball fans are awful. I don't know. I don't know about football. I have no idea. I'm sure they're great at football, right? I mean, I I can't imagine anyone just mother effing you (laughs) in a parking lot before a game. Like, yeah, I'm sure they're very down to earth about their football team. But yeah, when basketball rolls around, like. Let's just try to make a, a second weekend before we start anointing Brad Underwood and your team like the next D Gordon era Illini. All right, like please just relax for a hot second. Three, I, I'm begging you. Three fan bases that just don't know what a Final Four is: Purdue, Illinois, Tennessee. No, no, hold on. No, Purdue had to have they they got to face the Peacocks in the Sweet Sixteen last year. Surely they made a Final Four. It was a paved road for them. It was a to paved- New Orleans. For the mighty Boilermakers that were absolutely loaded, should have blown St. Peter's Peacocks out of the water. But you, know. you wouldn't believe if I told you they did not win that game. No, I know. I, 
I'm laughing because I'm outing myself right now because I, in my bracket, I had Purdue winning the whole thing. So that's, I'm, I'm outing myself as an idiot because, yeah, I was one of those people um, that really believed in them. And then when, like, the second half started and it was very clear that they were not going to make the adjustments proper to beat the Peacocks, that's – I was like, I'm such a dunce. <laughs> so you know, am, you I, am, am I projecting my idiocy or – on them, yeah, I am, but whatever. You don't have to choose teams based on who has the tallest player on the floor. You know that, right? I, I don't know that, actually. I believed in Jaden Ivey, too. But, of course, you know, I thought Matt Painter would run the offense through him for the first time after 30 games have happened. I didn't look at the sample size of 30 straight games and realize, oh, yeah, Jaden Ivey's merely a role player in this offense for Purdue. But, yeah, listen, I, I'm an idiot, Connor. I fell right into the trap, even though. 30 games of sample size to tell me that I shouldn't. I, you thought sure you thought Matt Painter suddenly learned how to coach in the NCAA tournament? I did, like, oh, I did right? Connor. Yeah, I'm an idiot. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. That's all right. I understand. It's not all right. It's not all right. But all right. No, it's okay. We'll move on. We'll move on. We'll end on a happy note. We'll uh, – we'll <laughs> I don't know. I got I nothing. Know. You're not an idiot. You're, you're... You think people are still listening or, or watching? G- give me g- here we'll do this again give me a random word for people to tweet at us or email us at lockonspartans.gmail.com to uh, let us know that they're still listening give us a random word uh how about like a, a string of words okay Derek the Tennessee fan wow okay that Derek the, tweet at us she and underscore sports uh, at Connor Downey, uh Derek the Tennessee fan and you're not gonna get much I, I'll like the tweet I might retweet it but uh, you're gonna get the undying appreciation from me which is a monetary value of like roughly seven cents um but i know you know what no i shouldn't joke about i love every single person that listens especially in minute number 41 of a podcast or youtube show you guys are truly the best this always happens with connor it's always like hey can you talk for 25 30 minutes and then here we are just blowing right by the uh the 30 minute stop sign uh but here we go because this is what you get with connor roll down you just get good vibes greatness a handsome face if you're watching on youtube let's keep in mind but also a wonderful voice as well. And great words written on SpartanShadows.com, SpartanAvenue.com, and soon to be a competing podcast. Ooh, there we go. I'll just fold it up now. I don't even want to I don't even want to compete. Oh, no, come on. I was looking forward to it. <laughs> oh man. Shoot. Well, uh, sorry, Eric Snow. <laughs> You're out. Folded like a four dollar lawn chair. Oh <laughs> well, what are you gonna do? <laughs> Now, on a real note, Connor, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening, watching. Uh, on tomorrow's show, we got a fun one because tomorrow is a 1,000 days since Michigan football has beaten Michigan State. So we got Maddie May on the podcast. We're going to have a hoot and a half. We'll also talk about, you know, just Michigan State football, how we're feeling for the upcoming season. A fun Friday show coming up for you guys. But until then, stay awesome. I love you all. Go Green. Go White.